This is Truth Pop. Yeah, here's hoping that uh, our dog Chloe doesn't uh, pull another Truth Pop and try to take over this episode. But uh, yeah, well, we just gave her a bone, so hopefully that preoccupies her. We're Jake and Kathy Cake here for another episode of Truth Pop, giving you a Catholic take on faith and culture. On this episode, we want to give you a spiritual look at the movie Father Stew. It's in theaters. Maybe you had the chance to see it. Uh, just a forewarning, there are going to be some spoilers in the movie. Hoping not to spill too many beans, but some beans might be spilled just because of the nature of the conversation. We're going to talk about the theme of conversion. You might want to see it. Um, if you haven't already seen this movie and you're interested in seeing it, I would say see it first before you listen to this podcast because we don't want to give it all away. And it's also a movie that we think is worth supporting. So. Go ahead and see it, check back, and you can hear our review in this episode. So we'll get to that in just a few minutes. First, giving you a quick tweet of the week. It's the tweet of the week. Hashtag classic. On TruthPod. Everyone is talking about Elon Musk because, well, he's pretty rich. He's pretty famous. So we're going to talk about Elon Musk. I thought it, I thought his tweet was funny uh, when... Um, he like retweeted himself saying, now I'm going to buy out McDonald's so that all of their ice cream machines are fixed and working. <laughs> and then he, yeah, he retweeted it saying, um, actually some miracles can't happen. So, <laughs> uh, something along the lines of that. I thought it was funny. And like, so you want my opinion? I think the whole Elon Musk buying Twitter thing is, I think it's a good thing. I think that, um... There are some who are skeptical about Elon and they don't exactly think that he is everything that, uh, well, he claims to be, you know, they're skeptical that, um, well, some are, are thinking, well, he's going to allow pretty much anything to happen on Twitter now, but others are, are hopeful that he's going to allow free speech. And I think that that's a good thing. You know, the more free speech, the better. I like that Elon has said that he wants Twitter to be a politically neutral place. So he's just hoping that you know, free speech can be there, um, that both sides can respect each other. And yeah, Twitter has been kind of a toxic place in the past. So just here's hoping that he can clean it up a little bit. But Kathy, I think that it is worth mentioning that Elon is not a savior. Only Jesus is our savior. So it seems like there's so much talk and chatter about Elon. And some people have been so fed up with the state of Twitter and social media that they're almost thinking that one guy can solve everything. And I don't want to put words into people's mouths or anything like that, because I, I don't think most people think that. But maybe it's just kind of a common mistake that we make subconsciously when we have so much hope in someone or something other than Christ. So let's not let that be our outcome. We just, you know, pray for Elon. He seems like a good dude, very smart, um, but he's got his issues just like anyone else. So we pray for him in our celebrity prayer circle. And uh, we hope that, yeah, maybe you can make some good changes to Twitter. It's kind of cool to see some people jumping back on the platform now. And um, maybe we'll get back on Twitter too, because Truth Pop hasn't really been tweeting or anything like that. Do you have any thoughts about that or anything? None. Okay. Well, that was the best tweet ever, Kathy. <laughs> Hashtag none. That's good. That's good. Uh, so let's get into the movie Father Stew. Faja Stew. It's time for this week's Truth Pop Pick of the Week. This is Truth Pop. So the basic plot of the movie, uh, it's a real-life story about a priest. His name's Stuart Long. Stuart's a guy who grew up in Montana, and his family grew up agnostic because he lost his brother through a serious accident. So 
Stuart and his parents uh, for a long time were really angry at God. And the movie, I think, portrays that anger fairly well. Um, One thing I'm going to say right off the bat, because many people believe this, the movie can have some grittiness to it. There is a lot of foul language. There's certainly a lot of instances where there's uncomfortable dialogue going on. Mark Wahlberg, who plays uh, the character of Father Stu, said that he wanted to just accurately portray the real hardship and the real anger that Stuart was going through in his life. So he's trying to find his purpose, right? He's boxing for a while. He's um, then moving to L.A. because he wants to be an actor. And none of these things are really panning out. He meets this girl. He finds out that she's Catholic. And so he starts going to church just so he can see her. And yeah, she's pretty devout and she's kind of unsure about what this guy's intentions really are throughout this whole process. He is kind of going through the motions. He gets baptized just for this girl until one day he gets into a serious car accident and he actually sees a vision of Mary, our blessed mother. That's when things start to turn around and afterwards he feels called to the Catholic priesthood. There's a lot of things standing in his way, though, where a serious illness. Uh, Kathy, you remember the exact name of the illness? Yeah, it's called inclusion body myositis. Yeah, it's something similar to ALS, where he has a lot of weakness in his muscles, and that forces him to have to drop out of seminary. He's frustrated because he wants to be a priest, but he feels like this illness is going to take him away from that. But you'll see, you know, the, the the final ending has a lot of hope and redemption to it. Just completely along the way, there's this conversion that Father Stu goes through in his own life where he really starts to understand not only his brokenness, but also just the way that he's meant for more, more than he realized. And God's able to take a lot of that anger and a lot of that hurt away from him. And he's really able to surrender his desire to be a priest and give that to God. God really guides him through that process. So what did you like about the movie, Ben? I really liked how... After that initial accident he was in, after he saw that vision of Mary, he described feeling so loved, a love he's never felt before. And he started to go through a true conversion and his heart truly started to soften and change. And then he even went through an even deeper conversion after he was diagnosed um, with that progressive muscle weakness illness. And it was kind of like a slow, slower conversion, but you could just see his transformation. Like, you know, even after his first conversion, he he still swore a lot. You know, he was still kind of gritty, like you were saying, Jake. But like, you could just tell his heart was softening um, the more he suffered. And there was at one point he was trying to get off of the toilet and he just, he fell and that broke my heart. And then his, his dad, who he had a very difficult relationship with, went and helped him up. And it was just such a beautiful moment of that redeeming moment of that father helping his son, you know, cause he was never there for him before. And now he, he was there for him and, you know, his impact, he actually had an impact on his dad on on his mom and dad they were completely against the faith they they hated god essentially but after they saw Stu's surrender to to jesus 
they themselves had a conversion and they started to have softening of their hearts. So I just love that impact that one person can have. Yeah, and I, I like that too, that the conversion wasn't instantaneous. It wasn't necessarily a Saul to Paul moment, which there's so many people who relate to that. But, you know, that's maybe the process of conversion that I can relate to a little bit more. And it, some days it feels like it's one step forward, two steps back, you know, and, and maybe it's hope for, for you if, if you're struggling with a particular vice or a particular sin. It's like, okay, God, like I, I converted supposedly five years ago. Why am I still struggling with this? So maybe like you, you wonder, okay, is my conversion legit? But like, I think God can sometimes wait a little while, you know, just to remind us of our brokenness and our dependency on him. And that, you know, God doesn't always make conversion a thing that happens right away. Yeah. Um, I, I liked how the movie showed Father Stu going to confession a lot. He went yeah. to the Sacrament of Reconciliation, and at first he wasn't taking it seriously, but you could see a little bit of the progression as he continued to go into that confessional, and the priest really worked on him and challenged him and called him out on some things. Because, I mean, frankly, Stu was using some very coarse language in the confessional. The priest was patient with him, but also very firm. And you could see how the sacrament, I think, was what was partially very responsible for his deepening of conversion, as well as, you know, him receiving the Eucharist. And it shows the importance of the sacraments in our lives that, you know, if you're frustrated that you can't seem to conquer something in your life, keep going back to the sacraments, keep receiving the Eucharist, keep going to confession. Don't think that God has given up on you. You can't give up on yourself because as you saw with Father Stu, that moment of redemption was just so worth it. It was like, you know, like this beautiful symphony that God was writing. And there were some slower parts. There were some harsh tones. There were some striking chords throughout the the, the movie, but at the very end, it was just this grand finish to the symphony that like was just so beautiful. And just to, to see the ripple effect, not only in his life, but also his parents' lives and really the lives of his community. It's just like a, a really beautiful example of what conversion can look like if it's not just sort of like a, a one and done type of thing. Yeah. And there was a part in the movie, babe, where his girlfriend's dad asked him, um, would you be willing to crawl on your knees for her? Yeah, that, that was a moment where they were having lunch or dinner for the first time, yeah. right? And he asked yeah. that question. And Stu, um, you know, as he was in relationship with this girl, he just made kind of a joke about it. Yeah. I forget what the he joke said, was. Good thing but, I have a rug. But it was funny because the dad laughed along. There was this moment of tension where you didn't know how the dad was going to respond to that, but he laughed. But what I thought was really interesting that maybe some people, I think it's important to pick up on this, that the part where Stu is in seminary and gets the news that he has to drop out because of his progressing illness, he is literally shown crawling hands and knees towards the altar in the church. And he's having this bit of a battle with God where he, he ends up just laying on the ground for days in front of the statue of Blessed Virgin Mary. But it's shown how he's literally crawling. He's, he's, he's trying to just get himself up to the altar. And it shows how much he wants to be a priest. There was another seminarian who didn't want to be a priest. He felt forced into it. And he said to Father Stu towards the end, you know, like, you know, you could have backed out so many times, but you really wanted to be a priest. 
So I think along with the theme of conversion in this film, there's also this theme of vocation, that when God calls you to something, that's what you're willing to die for. Not necessarily, you're not necessarily dying for that vocation, but you're dying for what the vocation stands for. So if you're called to marriage, you're willing to die for your spouse. You're willing to crawl hands and knees on the ground for your spouse. If you're called to priesthood, you're willing to do anything for your parish community. You're willing to be that that priestly sacrifice, just as Jesus was on the cross at Calvary. You're willing to die for your parish community. So I think that's a really good question to ask yourself if you're discerning a vocation. Like, what sort of sacrifice, what sort of suffering am I willing to accept? And it showed that Stu's heart wasn't really in to his relationship with his girlfriend. Yeah, he liked his girlfriend. He probably wanted to be married to her, but that that joke kind of showed that that's really wasn't that wasn't really where his heart was at. But instead, we saw the way his heart ached to be a priest, and I think that was just a really beautiful portrayal of how much he loved the priesthood and truly wanted to be a priest. Um, he was clearly an imperfect guy, and there were times where you're like, "Oh wow, I can't believe he just said that." Like even you know, in the midst of his conversion, like, again, it's, it's that one step forward, two steps back thing, but it just shows how beautiful it is that God works with us. He molds us. He's, you know, he's just that, that, that potter uh, with the clay and God formed someone really beautiful in the person of Father Stu. And he ended up passing away at the age of 50. So he lived a, a relatively short life, but ended up having a profound impact in, in the world. How many truth pop points would you give this movie? Rating the movie based off of truth pop points. So we look at truth, beauty, and goodness. Out of 1 to 10, I'm going to give the movie um, probably an 8.5. Rate it relatively high. I think it's a beautiful story of redemption. It's real, but it's also raw. There's a lot of disagreements, as I mentioned before, about whether the movie needed to include all of the foul language. I didn't so much have a problem with some of the foul language, and things of that nature. It was more, well, I guess if you include, you know, taking God's name in vain, that was sort of the foul language that I had issue with. I get that Mark Wahlberg felt like he needed to have a lot of the gritty stuff in there, but taking God's name in vain is, you know, taking God's name in vain no matter where it is and what it is, even if it's in a movie. So I felt like that didn't need to be there. There were several times where I felt like it was just bordering more on blasphemy and could have been avoided. Um, Some people are very upset about that, the approach I take is that, you know, when you hear um, God's name taken in vain, you know, make the sign of the cross. Or Kathy and I like to uh, just pray in our minds. We say, um, blessed be the name of Jesus, um, something like that, you know, so that, that that's kind of a good response, I think. And, and I, I think Father Stu learned, you know, as the movie went along, he learned like the, the real sacredness of Jesus's name. So I would echo that. I agree. I, and I would also give the movie an 8.5. That's exactly the number I was thinking. Um, and for the exact reasons that you had, you know, it, it would have been a 10 if it weren't for, you know, some of the language that was used. I I did not like when they used the Lord's name in vain. And I, of course, was praying every time they did. But I guess it does show the realness of you know, what he went through and what he was like. But yeah, I do think they could have gone without that. But I just love the redemption at the end, just how beautiful his life was, like how he dedicated it to Jesus, even though he he wasn't a perfect person. Like he was 
he did a lot of bad things in his life, but at the end, he gave it all to God. And that made a ripple effect in not only his family, but the community. So talking about the movie Father Stu, love to hear your opinion about it as well. So feel free to connect with us on Truth Pop Socials, Facebook, uh, if you want to chat there. Like I said, maybe we'll get back on Twitter eventually. <laughs> um, hashtag thanks Elon there. Um, but I would I'd like your opinion about the movie just to get your take on it. It's a reminder for us to pray. Let's pray for those who haven't converted to the Catholic faith yet, who don't know Jesus. I know several people in my life. Kathy has many people in her life um, that we pray for. And it's, it's never worth giving up hope for them because um, sometimes the people who end up having that profound conversion <laughs> make the strongest disciples of Christ down the road. So um, just as, as St. Paul did, right, when he, when he turned his life over to Christ. So just keep praying conversion for those people in your life. Don't give up hope. Never give up hope. If there's one prayer that I would suggest praying, it's the prayer that Jesus gave to St. Faustina, and it's included in the Divine Mercy Chaplet. Jesus said to St. Faustina, praying this prayer every day, he will never deny a soul's conversion. And that really puts into perspective because, of course, Jesus wants that person to convert more than we do. Conversion, as Jesus said to St. Faustina, is the one prayer he will always answer. The thing is, it doesn't always mean he's going to answer it right away. Sometimes a person will convert on their deathbed. We as Catholics believe that Jesus gives them a second chance. That's all about divine mercy. So here's that prayer. If you want to write this down, uh, I'd suggest praying it three times a day. I, I try to just pray it for those people in my life that I'm praying for. It goes like this. O blood and water, which gush forth from the heart of Jesus as a fount of mercy for us, I trust in you. So if you say that three times, again, it's, it's, not, it's not magic, obviously. It's, it's, it's not superstitious. This is just a prayer of, of love and conversion. Just as Jesus said on the cross, Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. And he said to the guy, the criminal on the cross next to him, he said, today you will be with me in paradise. And this dude was a criminal. And yet at the final moment, Jesus gave this criminal a second chance. So always have that faith. Always have that hope of conversion that Jesus is working on that soul, even when it doesn't seem like it. He's at work. This is Truth Pop.